Okay, great. Hello. Hi. (laughs) Welcome to Your Inner Child is an Idiot, the podcast where we look back on things from your childhood and decide if they were any good. Uh, If anyone's a fan of the show, you know that DJ is out this summer touring the abandoned children's mental hospitals of New England on a ghost hunt. (laughs) But we have a guest host. Hi, I'm Laura. Hello. Damon's only other friend with recording equipment. (laughs) That's literally how she got the job. She's the guest hostess with the mostest recording equipment. Cheers. Yay. Let's make a clink. Oh, yeah. That's good audio. Excellent. That's not good audio, my slurping. Mm. Today we're going to be talking about, I'm very excited about this, because this is our first uh, music episode. We are going to be talking about 90s boy bands. Makes the people (laughs) come together. It does make the people come together, even though that is not a 90s boy band. That is a 90s woman lady singer. Woman lady singer. As they are often called in the industry. That's industry speak. Um, So... uh, LT, can you talk to me about some memories you might have about uh, yes, 90s music or boy bands in general? Absolutely. Or specifically, I mean. I was very loyal to a band you might have heard of called Sync. Oh, I think I have heard of them. Like at trivia contests and that sort of thing. Yes. I think it was a sort of an unknown, not unknown. Uh, Deep indie band. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a thing you did when I was in high school to choose between the Backstreet Boys or Sync. Yes, that was, was Gang just, War of the 90s. It wasn't written down. It was just something, just a known entity that you had to decide who you liked best. Which is funny to me because... Backstreet Boys precedes them by a few years, maybe two years. A couple years. years. And they're kind of managed by the same guy. That and the same, same child molester. Wrote, <laughs> yes, and the same guy kind of wrote all their hits. Right. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's so obviously they're so much better. You you are hardcore NSYNC, and hardcore it's obvious NSYNC. to you to this day that NSYNC wins the prize. 100%. Okay. How well, do you, we will... How do you feel about I this? I don't have strong feelings either way on them. Uh, the people that argue... I'm just going to be devil's ad- advocate to myself. Uh-huh. The people that are, would argue against me would say, every boy in Backstreet Boys could sing. And Can not would, the boys in NSYNC sing? Why did I phrase that like name, <laughs> it was a biblical verse? Here's a test. Name the members of NSYNC. Well, you've got you got your Justin, you got your JC, mm-hmm. you got your Lance, Joey Fat One, and Chris Kirkpatrick. Oh, right, and the rest. Mm-hmm. What I liked about them is that I didn't mind that only Justin and JC really took. Right, the they were lead. the lead singers, and then Lance sang bass, and Chris As sang his name high. He permitted. did get one verse in one song. Drive one myself time. crazy. I do Correct. remember that. Yeah, did you Black watch Luster. the music videos? Have you seen that music video? In a I while? remember that music video, mm-hmm. and uh, I believe they're in a mental hospital. Yes, because it took everything they said literally. So they were literally crazy in the that music video. That was the nineties for you. Yeah. What What has it got in the title? Crazy. Good. I can work with that. Right. Um, I don't think I had a strong feeling towards Backstreet Boys. I will say that NSYNC was smart in that they they had their albums and then they were like, "We're done." We're out, meaning Justin has a solo career now, so we're done. And they sort of went out on a high, whereas Backstreet Boys just sort of lingered for a bit, and now they're touring with New Kids on the Block, I think. And 98 Degrees. Of course. No, wait, let me think. I think it was actually 98 Degrees, New Kids, and Boys to Men. No, I know for a fact that it's Backstreet Boys and New Kids. At least one iteration of this tour, because my cousin's wife 
went to see them last time she was in Nashville and she got all dolled up for NKOTB. And I thought it was funny that Backstreet Boys, even though they're two, to me, they're two distinct eras of boy bands that they were touring together because she was there for new kids. Right. But I was like, there's this whole other generation that probably isn't as familiar with new kids there to see Backstreet Boys. Right. Not that it was like eons between them, but you know what I mean? Well, that's funny because they also did a tour with 98 Degrees and... So they're all cashing in, although NSYNC won't. I think because Justin's career is still Justin has viable. no reason to cash in. Although when they... They gave him some sort of award. At, was it the Grammys or the Music Video Awards? Some sort of I think it was MTV and like thing. it got accidentally crowdsourced. Like someone either purposefully created a rumor that they were going to reunite on stage or someone... Uh, had heard that rumor and it like gained traction and to the point where Justin was like, fine, it we'll was so, reunite on stage. It was so small. I felt bad for the other guys. Cause it was I like think, half a song. I think I got the vibe or I read an article maybe, and maybe it was a rumor mag that the other guys in the band were kind of excited and yeah. thought it was going to be. And Justin thing. was kind of like, fuck. Yeah. It's like your mom insisting on hanging out with your high school friends when you come home from college. No mom. Does your mom do that? No. Good. I was trying to think of a <laughs> correlation. Uh, yeah, but that was weird. Although I will say, JC, this was like a semi-viral thing that went ha- that happened this week. Was JC turned forty mm. this week, and there was they all went like for drinks together. There was a picture making the rounds. Since you brought him 40, up, forty, I have to say that he was the one for me. JC over He's Justin, a hundred percent. I. For some reason... He always looks like he was crying. (laughs) For some reason I realized later, and I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that I'm gay as much as I'm sort of root for the underdog, Uh that I always liked the second cutest guy (laughs) in the band. So, with uh, NSYNC, that would be... Can you give me some more examples? NSYNC NSYNC would be JC. JC. Backstreet Boys, it was Brian Luttrell. He was also from Kentucky, although a lot of them were, so that wasn't... Yeah, Brian Luttrell, he's the Jesus-y one, or the Jesiest of them all. Yeah, he was the most reli- like outwardly religious. Uh-huh. He was kind of short. But he was like... He had he a was really the most, cute face. Who is the cutest in Backstreet Boys? I guess... I, mean, I know who I would say, but I mean, who does the... Who's the, who's bl- the popular who's blondie? Nick. Oh, Nick. Yeah, Nick was the one that... Uh, Nick was kind of the Oprah for me, because he fluctuated in weight, I feel like. Mm. He went back and forth Pat between Bobek. string beans. I see. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if we're just going to talk about looks in a traditional manner, he fluctuated around. I think too. I want my boyfriends, boyfriends, boy bands, <laughs> lean and mean. This also, I consider about, them my boyfriends. About nineties boyfriends. <laughs> Let's just we're going to get into just it. List today. our nineties boyfriends. Um, and I think ninety-eight degrees. I had a flirtation with liking them, and so I liked Nick's brother. Ninety-eight degrees, though they were beefcakes. Like, I mean, they were all, I mean, all boy bands tend to be, like, in a certain, except for Nick, of course, a a certain body type. They tend to be, you know, fairly, you know, in shape. But, like, 98 Degrees, it was like, we actually need to test you guys, because I don't know if you should legally be a boy band if you're taking human growth hormone. They are, like, their shoulders are as wide as they are tall. They're, like, singing in the weight room. Right, exactly. I think there is a music video of them boxing for a while. That makes sense. But they were, like, huge. But what I love about 98 Degrees is that there was one guy who was like, did someone call in sick? That was the feeling. Like, when you saw him, you're like, he looks like a friend of your dad's. Like, he was sort of balding. (laughs) He had, like, a goatee. He wasn't in particular. They always put him in turtlenecks because he wasn't in particularly good shape. And it was just like, what the hell are you doing here? 
It was just the fourth and most attractive of the group. That's who you should have been rooting for. And there's also, I mean, with the exception of Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, who I think were arguably the most They were the kings of the late 90s boy bands. There's always one guy who kind of sticks out and continues a solo career. Like, even if you go back to New Edition, you've got Bobby Brown. Right. You've got Menudo. You've got Ricky Martin. Right. You know, those guys. You have Joey McIntyre from New Kids on the Block. I don't think that counts. I think that we could You're actually, more of a Jordan Knight girl. 100%. Although, I did. In in my rule, at the time, I was I was totally into Joey. He was way more age-appropriate. Oh, he was adorable. And there was some, those eyes. There was some, like, sexiness about the other one that was, like, a little too much for me. I will say, which one was that? Jordan? Yeah. Is Jordan the hottest, quote, Jordan quote, is the hot. Oh, okay. Is that even a question? Jordan that was literally hottest. my question. <laughs> because I, that, that was a uh, new kids is actually my first introduction to girls being really into these types mm. of bands. Because I remember being in the lunch line at Roundtree Elementary and this girl, probably named Emily, uh, came up and she was like, so into Joey. So to me, like new kids is always about Joey being the hottest one. Cause that's the memory I associate with it. She had like t-shirts with his face on it. She had like trading cards. I think like she had go. all the merchandise and she would like scream at his name being mentioned. Like she was <laughs> obsessed. I had a friend, a similar story in a fourth grade who had a shirt. I think she went to someplace like Opryland or Dollywood mm-hmm. where you could get your photo taken with a like, standee. Yeah. Of the band member you liked. Here's then, when I met James Dean. And then have it printed uh-huh. on a shirt. So, like, he and herself were on her T-shirt. What do you think Joey McIntyre thinks about that? I don't think he cares. Do you think he's, like, that's creeped Jordan out? Knight, by the way. I just want oh, to point sorry. Out. Sorry, sorry. How dare I confuse them? I do think he was the hottest one because he wasn't my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know. Right? Um, but he, he had, had a sexy song. And oh. by sexy, I mean weird. <laughs> A oh, song yeah. later when he carnival had a solo theme. Career. There was a carnival theme, like uh, strongly choreographed dance. Yes. You know I could give it to you. That Some was a line humping. in it. Some he, like humping he of the JC ground. He had similar career traje- trajectories post fandom. Like trying to prove how heterosexual they are. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Doing songs that were overtly sexual because they weren't allowed to within the context of the boy band because there's, you have to be something, there's like safety in numbers, I guess. And, you know, they're managed by this weirdo guy they just kept all the songs kind of you know they want to appeal to young young children i can say without a doubt and i say this with the knowledge of lance bass now jc is the gayest member of nsync i always thought he was a little gay and especially when that song came out his his solo songs his all i think about is sex i think is the name of the song oh stop it jc <laughs> we're not i keep wanting to call him jay-z which is definitely wrong that's definitely wrong um but so i hate that that's always it just seems like a 15 year old boy saying like oh yeah i've totally seen tons of boobs i've seen like 13 boobs yeah it was it was bad um well my boy band experience Mm, is uh, as usual on this show is locked up with weird sexual oppression uh i just moved my chair to look more closely no thank you i appreciate it it's like a therapy session um this like I went to Media Play, which was like a CD store. Heard of it? Uh, that's now defunct. <laughs> and I like stood in the H's forever, just staring at Hanson's Middle of Nowhere CD. That was the name of the CD. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew, like, if I buy the CD, I am coming out of the closet. Like, this is the moment. If I buy the CD, that means I am gay and I am officially like accepting it. And I stood there probably for an hour 
staring and like hanging and hovering around in the H's. How old were you? I was probably 15. I think even in the back of my, even in the front of my mind, I was not admitting I was gay, but in the back of my mind, I knew this was like a momentous occasion. I was crazy obsessed with Taylor Hansen in a very Damon Xanthopoulos repressed way. Um, I would never talk about him. I would say how much I hate Hansen. But like any time there would be a, like a magazine article with his picture, I would just like stay Okay, so Umbop had been it. out. And like circulating on MTV for a while. I mean, that was, it would be the same year. Like it was the end. I think in December of '97, I bought the our CD. Junior year of high school, sophomore year. Damon and I are the same age, by the way. It makes this a little easier. Um, yeah, that would be '97. So that's when, and it was like December because I remember I also bought their Christmas album. Wow, Damon. <laughs> so, uh, but it was like a, this moment. I was like, oh god. For listeners out it? there who don't know if you're out of the closet, did you buy the CD? <laughs> I did. Wow. And I'm out of the closet. Thanks, Taylor Hansen. I <laughs> really job. appreciate it. It's funny. Just the other day, I think I sent Damon a video of... Uh, Hansen just did an acoustic version of Mbop for some video. Oh, probably. Yeah. Um, and anytime I send Damon any link, he says, saw it already. <laughs> <laughs> but this was especially uh, meaningful, I think. I think that you knew. Um, I didn't even like... seen it. I mean, Taylor Hansen is the hottest, so I don't have the rule of the second hottest, which I guess would be Zach Hansen. Oh, so in, according to my, uh, I, I don't know what you Your rubric this. of second hottest guys? <laughs> exactly. I really tried to like Zach. He oldest. was too young, though. No, but, Zach was the youngest. Oh, Isaac. Isaac. Oh, no. I really tried to like Isaac um, because he was the most age appropriate. Sure. Taylor's a little younger than us, isn't he? Isaac, yeah. Well, Taylor, I think is a year younger than I us. I think I also, uh, also in a little bit of self-loathing in high school. I knew that the hottest guy wouldn't be into me. Oh, so you're just hedging your bets. Yeah. Cause my favorite song was, oh, what was it? JC sang it on an NCG album for the girl who has everything. Oh, that's the name of the song. Yeah. But Ugh. then when they released it as a single, guess who sang it instead? Justin. Justin. Out from under him. Yeah. I think that they really tried to push uh, JC and Justin out front. If you watch their very first German music video, which I have <laughs> very recently. And I have, of course. <laughs> many times. I think I posted about once a year just reminding people that the, it exists. Wait, is that the one where they're in a spaceship? Yes. Yes, yes. That's they amazing. redid it for America. I so remember that. But there's on... like a girl who dissolves and then she like reforms yes, in they, the spaceship. And they all do this weird dance move course it's a podcast so i can't show you <laughs> it looked um, like you were doing water wings it looked like bit. you were stuck in the pool and they're wearing like really tight what looked like like biking like a yeah like a zipper sweating uh-huh to wick away moisture yeah with like baggy pants oh. and they all had the same kind of greasy haircut yeah it was before they kind of figured it out but they tried to um they tried to break all those bands in europe before they brought them over here yeah that, i remember that being a backstreet boys thing like they the were first huge time. over there yeah and then they brought them back and I remember being like, Backstreet's back. Where the hell were you? And then the I found out they were Missy Elliott when <laughs> she was in like Europe. That's what I found out. Mm. Missy Elliott does that too? Yeah, but I think it's just a thing. We're back. Yeah. You and just, then you, then it makes you feel like you're on the defensive, like, oh, oh shit, I missed something. Well, who are these guys? I gotta go back and buy all the albums. <laughs> all right, well, we're going to um what we're gonna do, we're gonna go back, we're gonna listen to some of these songs, maybe watch a few videos, and LT is gonna put together a Spotify mm. playlist that we're gonna put on our site, your inner child is an idiot.com. I'm gonna do that. And that way you can listen to what we are listening to if you have a Spotify. 
So I guess subscribe to that network or service. See you in a minute. So we'll talk to you in a bit. Bye. Bye. So basically, we've taken a shot for every time (laughs) one of these songs has said the word baby. And Damon and I are... We're legally dead in 48 states. I'm shutting shutting the door. Don't shit on the door. I'm shutting the door. All right. So we've listened to like a thousand songs. It's two days later than we recorded last time. So... uh, I mean, we went through various bands, but I'll list off the bands really quick, and then we're going to go into the songs we listen to. Please, go on. We listen to NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, New Kids on the Block, 98 Degrees, Soul Decision. You probably don't remember them, but you will in a second. O-Town, LFO. Wait, hold on. Keep going. Five. Uh-huh. Westlife, Next, Color Me Bad, All for One, Hanson, BB Mac, Soul for Real, Take That, Immature, and then we had some One Direction to wash it down, even though they're technically not. I just put it at the end because I just want to talk about it. To put it in a historical context. (laughs) So, do you want to talk about the songs we listened to from NSYNC? Yeah, of course I do. So, we just kind of went through several songs from NSYNC. I think it would be more fair to listen to all the big hits rather than just one song from each band, considering that NSYNC and Backstreet Boys had more hits than any of these bands And we looked it up. Backstreet Boys is the biggest-selling boy band of all time. time. Mostly Um, because they're still active right now. Does that include the Beatles? I don't know. Now, okay, let's... I think that the Beatles got grandfathered out of boy bands. (laughs) They started as a boy band, and they're like, nope, you've been been promoted. So we decided uh, that we never defined what a boy band meant in the context of this podcast. And, so and now we're mad at each other because of the fight that <laughs> our ensued. friendship is terminated. And yet we still continue <laughs> to work. Um, we are talking about in this podcast specifically nineties boy bands. And a boy band is what have we decided? Uh, we decided a band with con- consistent. We compromised upon what more than two members. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, if they have dance choreography, that sort of helps their case. Right. And you would, if you were to have your druthers, you would have two or more people two who or are more dancing primarily. Dancing primarily. Not playing instruments. Not playing their instruments, not writing their songs, created by someone outside of those people. But to me, a boy band is almost determined by their audience, whereas I feel like, like we were talking about... You know, could Coldplay, I mean, they're all men in a band, could they be considered a boy band? I would say if all teenage girls got really into Coldplay all of a sudden, that I would probably consider Coldplay a boy band. Fair enough. And that is why you get to have Hanson on the list. And that is why I don't get to have Millie Vanilli, (laughs) Savage Garden, or crisscross on this list. I think you're pushing with Savage Garden. What about I really crisscross? I mean, if I were to allow the two-person rule, I would allow crisscross, but I would never allow Savage Garden. What about Millie Vanilli? I would allow them too. So it's only Savage Garden that you take umbrage with. And I, I feel like if you're going to be a band, you have to have at least three people. Okay. I mean, I'm fine not talking about them. I think we'll they're boy duos. Can we call them boy duos? <laughs> boy duos. <laughs> they are boys. Melly Vanilli was obviously created by someone else 
to appeal to young women. Mm-hmm. Songs written by someone else, I think they feel. A songwriting robot, yeah. But we didn't listen to them, so moving on. We listened to several songs by NSYNC and Backstreet Boys to get us started. Lou Pearlman's Greatest Hits. And I have, um, I have had a Max Martin playlist in my iTunes for, prob- <laughs> for over a decade. On a road trip once, you played me the Max Martin playlist. I did. Uh, and I was amazed by how many songs I had. I have been a fan of his pre-Teenage Dream, pre-Taylor Swift. Um, I have been Do a you big- want to give us some backstory yeah. on, in case someone isn't like really into songwriters, <laughs> uh, maybe Max you can Martin give us some backstory is- on Max Martin. Okay. This is a dude who uh, was in the front row at the Grammys last year. He looks like Jesus a little bit. A little bit. He's a Swedish guy who's a songwriter and producer, and he is responsible for most of the hits that you recognize from the 90s from any pop star, including NSYNC and Backstreet Boys together, including Britney Spears. His first big hit was kind of um, Hit Me Baby One More Time. And so, a little known the, song. Yes. The way these things work, if you look at on Wikipedia to see who wrote the song, it'll say four or five songwriters in the room. So it's not always just him. But I think Hit Me Baby One More Time was just Max Martin, as well as a couple of these songs on our list. But anyway, <laughs> he is basically responsible for the, I mean, uh, the first nine songs we listened to, he wrote seven of them i think that's what you said yes and um, you were batting a thousand in like well let me let me look up on wikipedia who wrote this oh what do you know it's max martin that was you snarkily yes retorting to me um he wrote bye 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 he wrote it's gonna be me he wrote everybody it's gonna be May, I think. yeah he wrote i want it that way he wrote uh, shape of my heart as long as you love me um so a lot of the songs that you're familiar with and he's from- still active He's still active. He wrote a majority of what's on Taylor Swift's 1989. He wrote a majority of what is on... Don't tell Taylor Swift. K- uh, you know how... I don't know if people, uh, other people is as geeky as me about this. I have a feeling, no, they're not. But Katy Perry's Teenage Dream beat all these records. See, here's the thing. I'm a geek about it, but I don't know the details. Uh-huh. Great. So it's just going to be a lot of vague claims. <laughs> but Teenage Dream by Katy Perry beat some of Michael Jackson's records... For I know that album, like she had the most singles from that number album. Number of number one singles from one sure. album, and I think it beat or tied I think it tied bad by Michael Jackson. That might be true. And he wrote all of those songs. And I know I know that a lot of people our age like get grumpy about that because they're like, uh, well that just proves everything's going down the toilet. That album rules. <laughs> I know, I'm just saying grumpier people than you or I, which is a high bar to clear, mm. but then then you would get really annoyed by the idea that someone beat Michael Jackson at something. Right. Well, All right, continuing So what, on. what songs from NSYNC did we listen to before we move on from We that? listened to Bye Bye Bye. Which it's, is great. Oh, so good. That is a good song. Like, I mean, some people don't like pop songs, but I mean, that is a good song. It's a great song. You know what it's about? You remember the dance moves? <laughs> That's an important thing because, I mean, that is something that will come up later. Is <laughs> we know what it's about. They don't want to be with their girlfriend anymore, and they're leaving. It's like it's kind of like a fuck you. Like, not right. a lot of... It we, is a bashing song. It's like a girlfriend bashing song. Well, something we talked about as we were listening was the um, sort of themes that that continue across all of these boy band songs. And there's a lot of slow jams, which we'll talk about later. But I think this might be the only example of... Hey girl, I don't want you anymore. That we right, and to. that's a rare thing because I think in a lot of times in boy bands, and we talked about this a little bit while we were listening, um, they know their audience very well, and so a lot of songs will be very like 
oh, you're so beautiful. Like the most recent example to me is One Direction's You Don't Know You're Beautiful. Like they seem to be songs directed specifically Even at girls who girl. may not date a lot, mm. who Ugly like girl, want to hear it. who want to hear how beautiful they are from cute British boys. Um, but bye bye bye. I watched that video today and I was reminded like how big the the videos were as events. Right. Like both Bye 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 and Pop, which was from their next album, both had the, like these intros where it was just like hyping you up about what you're about to see like 30 seconds from now. And I was just like, oh yeah, people really gave a shit about this mm. when I was in high school. Well, it was also the same time as TRL. Right, that was like the main like that was your supplier. That was the enabler of this like this frenzy about videos. Wouldn't and it's funny that home? no one cares now because you can watch a video whenever you want. Like a video will drop at midnight or a trailer or a music video. I don't even know if people watch videos. Well, did anymore. you know that MTV Classic just became a new channel? I heard that they were like releasing Daria and like those 90s shows. Well, they did uh, one of those Facebook Live things when they when they launched, and you could watch the first hour of MTV ever. Oh, really? Yeah, I watched with it. the Buggles when I was at work. I put uh-huh. it on. It was great. It was fantastic. There was Dire Straits. They had some uh, split ends. Okay. Do you know that? Band? I don't think I do know that. They're one. New Zealand, and one of the guys left to start Crowded House. Okay. They're great. All right. It was awesome. Classic eighties music videos. So from Backstreet Boys, also. Many songs written by Max Martin. Sure. Listen- oh, I never finished what we listened to by NSYNC. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> well, all we talked Sorry. about was bye, bye, bye. Yeah. It's going to be my. My. Uh, gone, which was the basically a Justin Timberlake single. I looked it up. Justin's audition tape. That was his, like, can I have a, an album now? <laughs> I remembered even then, I told Damon this, when I watched that video, all the guys are in the music video, but if you listen closely, it's all Justin singing. Yeah, and we listened to it now, and that was the first time I realized, like, no, it really is Justin Timberlake as primary vocals, and then all the backup vocals are all Justin, like, singing over himself. I remembered even then knowing, oh, He's gonna go solo. Like my hopes and dreams for JC being a solo JC artist. in the back was like, we're all getting albums, right? We're squashed. <laughs> and I remembered also uh, maybe reading later because maybe not at that time in high school. I probably, I'm surely wasn't reading about this. I remember that Justin and JC were getting really into writing some of the songs on that last mm-hmm. album, Celebrity. Yeah. And so if you look, they didn't. They only wrote one song together, but it's like Justin wrote song one. Justin wrote song two, JC wrote song three. When I say they wrote, you'll see there's like several other co-writers with them. Of course. I just want to point out that Justin's main co-writer was Wayne Robson, who was their choreographer, who was also the guy that Britney Spears rumoredly, is that a word? Rumoredly? No. Yeah. Allegedly is allegedly. a word. <laughs> Wayne Robson was also the guy that Britney Spears allegedly cheated on Justin with. And then wrote. Justin made a video about, correct, for Justin During his solo career. Whatever that song was. What was that song? Where um, he's like creeping on the Britney lookalike in the shower. Cry Me a River. Cry Me a River. Cry Me, Cry Me. That was another thing just about talking about the themes of these songs, is that these boy bands, um, they couldn't really write anything too risque. And we'll get into that. There's some one-hit wonders that I think the reason... Right. I think part of the reason they were one-hit wonders is because their songs were a little too sexy. Sure. 
But um, NSYNC and Backstreet Boys really towed the line. I mean, the sexiest they ever got was maybe Digital Get Down for NSYNC, mm-hmm. which is about cyber sex. Right. And Backstreet Boys, um, Am I Sexual? Yeah. Which is a line in everybody. <laughs> um, oh, I was going to say, one of the things I noticed in in a lot of boy bands uh, songs, especially in slow jams, is just how histrionic it would get. And I mean, this is probably a trend in pop songs in general, but I think it really struck me because now I'm a 34-year-old man mm. listening to these old songs. I mean, one Backstreet Boys song says literally, I would rather kill myself than be without you. And I was like, guys, it's just a girl. <laughs> Let's all just calm the fuck down. Yeah, the um, the themes of the songs either seem to be, you're amazing, don't you know it? Or, I'm amazing, don't you don't know you it? Know it? <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, I think we should move along. Yeah, to, move on to NKOTB. Yeah, New Kids on the Block, which I think had a was bunch sort of, of <laughs> Chinese. Not food? yet. I would also like to mention that Chinese food makes. I me love sick. Chinese food. <laughs> um, I think New Kids on the Block we talked about earlier in the podcast was right. um, very influential on the ladies. And I mean, that was as I said, that was the first one that I was aware that this would be a thing. Yeah, were t-shirts. We Damon and I separately in different states both knew ladies with t-shirts for these bands. They were I really clearly, feel like mine was named Emily, but that's a safe bet. Mine was named Amy White for sure. Oh. We were friends since the second grade. And she had Jordan Knight on her shirt. She loved him. I can see. I mean, I think that was actually the. We watched uh, Step by Step and we watched Hang. We didn't watch Hang Tough, but we listened to Hang Tough. And we listened to Didn't I Blow Your Mind. I forced Damon to listen to Didn't I Blow Your Mind because uh, I think that it's one of their better songs. And I wanted to start talking about the slow jam. Can we talk about the slow jam, Damon? Yeah, let's talk about the slow jam. So, one of the uh, categories of boy band songs is the mm-hmm. slow jam. So we have the I'm Amazing or You're Amazing song, mm-hmm. and the Slow Jam so far. And the song's written by Max Martin. <laughs> That's a separate category? <laughs> sure. It's gotta be. It's, it's like the half of these songs. <laughs> um, I just thought that was an umbrella term mm. for the, all these songs all underneath. The ones, the ones that hold up. Um, so yeah, let's talk about the Slow Jam. So the Slow Jam is usually a song about how the woman is so great, don't you know it? Sure. It's not, except for... Unless she left him. 98 Degrees, I'm Gonna Break Up With My Mistress song. <laughs> the hardest thing. It's called The Hardest Thing. But every boy band, with the exception... No, Instinct's got uh, the crazy song. Drive Myself Crazy. That's a slow jam for Instinct. But Instinct had very few slow jams. Backstreet Boys, I would say, were half and half. And that's probably why they were the most successful boy band of all time. Because they had... Right. A lot of fast jams and a lot of slow jams. And I would say they never actually broke up. They just kept going. No. And stuck together. It wasn't like they replaced anybody. Right. Uh, so 98 Degrees and Boys to Men made most of their success out of slow jams. 98 Degrees, I would say, was 100% slow jams. Whereas name Boys a fast to Men. Jam, anybody? <laughs> even- if anyone can name a fast jam, I'll give you $1,000. <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah, Boys to Men was 75%. 98 Degrees, though, was 100%. Because we listened to I Do, which is a song about getting married. The Hardest Thing, which is about breaking up with your mistress because you love your girlfriend too much. And we listened to The Invisible Man, which is a song about a girl not noticing you. 
Right. How could they not notice him? It's Nick Lachey. He's the size of like a wall. <laughs> like he's like the size of a small European car. He, they are all so buff that it's, it's distracting. True. It's true. And I think, I don't know if I mentioned this in the first part of the show, but Nick Lachey is mathematically attractive. Like his eyes are symmetrically apart from each other, but I have no sexual interest in Nick Lachey, no matter what. Like he looks like a robot. He might as well be a Terminator, because he's just like skin on a robot, from all I, think, I can yeah, tell. That's, I think that's how I felt about all the hottest guys in these bands. It's like, I know I'm supposed to be into him, so I'm going to choose the next best guy. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance for the second best guy. <laughs> so this kind of leads to, you got the slow jam, but um, all of these bands that we've talked about thus far, in Sync, Backstreet Boys, in KOTB, and 98 Degrees, really towed the line when it came to sexiness. But there right. was there there were some bands who really got into the sexy. Let's talk well, about were that. Some. <laughs> We've got. Uh, I was. Do you think "Faded" by Soul Decision is a sexy song? I would say that is a very sexy song. That is one of the songs where we might have to jog people's memories a little bit. I wish we could play it. <laughs> Legally, we cannot play it. I will say that this is one of those songs that sort of made me fall in love with my boyfriend because it's one of those B-list songs from the 90s that no one remembers, but Tyler remembers it. So if I say Faded, he will sing lines from this song. Sing it, Damon. I don't even have to play it. I'm kind of faded, but I'm feeling all right. Feeling like making my move tonight. And then hold my hand and my body tight. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of, like, breathing. And a lot of, like, oh, oh, yeah. But it's like three guys. They all look like, they look like guys who would be in a frat party, but they wouldn't be, like, gross. They'd be, like, just smoking pot in a room when you stumbled into the party. They just, they play their own instruments. They're like an actual they really? band. Yeah, they did. But they were like handsome-ish guys. But it's all a song about like, I'm friends with this girl and I actually just want to fuck her. That's the whole like plot of this song. So I, I have a theory that these bands couldn't get too sexy because the successful bands never got too sexy. Well, and if the you're ones- appealing to 15-year-old girls whose parents are like watching them like a hawk, right. you don't want to get too like saying, am I sexual? Yeah, that's, that's as, as far, far as, as you right. want to go. And the ones that did get sexy only had one hit. So I think that kind of proves. Except for, of course, point. by Mbop by Hanson. Mm. The sexiest too song sexy. Of all. Like, I think the sexiest song on our list is probably Too Close by Next. Which, Damon, tell your story, please. Oh, my God. This, I love this song because it shows how naive I am. Because I was a hardcore Christian. Well, softcore Christian, I would say. But this song came out, I think, 96 or 97. softcore. And, um, I mean, the lyrics to this song, it, I mean, it's an R&B, like, dancey-ish song. But yeah. sort of slow jammy. It's a little but bit it's like a slow jam. Um Oh, how does it go? It's you get so excited. excited. Mm-hmm. I, I can't hide it, girl. How I like it. I try, but I can't fight it. Oh, you're dancing so close. You're making, you're making it, it hard for me. And as a kid, I was like, <laughs> these guys better be careful because it sounds like they're singing about erections. Right. And then I realized, like a year later, I was like, no, they're literally singing about having an erection on the dance floor. I know and it's poking the girl they're dancing I with. I know this isn't a boy band, but I always really like that song. I put my hand upon your hip. When, when I, I dip, dip, we dip, dip, we dip. And I remember driving around a car with an, a much older high school. I think I was a freshman, and I was hanging out with this guy who was a senior, and we'd drive around all the time he was quote unquote teaching me how to drive 
You would just drive around all the time? He would just drive around all was the time. Was he interested in you or were you interested in he him? He was interested in me. And, and he were told me. Just learning how to drive. That was just, I, I, he was fun. <laughs> but that song came on the radio. I have a very distinct memory. And he said, This song is dirty. I don't think I, I think I'm starting to realize that I don't realize how dirty it is. Can I, you explain it to me? I was just asking my girlfriend the other day, why is this song dirty? I put my hand on your hip. You're just dancing. She's like, when I dip, you dip, we dip. And I'm like, I still don't get it. I still Aren't they it. dipping when they're dancing? They're dipping at the same sex time. Thing? Is it heterosexual sex thing that I don't understand? <laughs> Are we out of the loop? Is this heterosexism? We're going to have to ask someone else. <laughs> We're going to have to bring in a heterosexual so, expert. <laughs> so a heterosexpert. <laughs> So other sex songs on this were, um, I list, I, I looked up lists of boy bands. So I want to make sure we didn't miss any. Right. So, of course. Uh, I perished because, the thought. Because I didn't realize that Next was a boy band. Were they a boy band? I mean, were they young guys? Yes, it's on our list. I know, I know it's on our list, but we're not experts. I just thought it was a dude. Oh, no, it's definitely four gentlemen. No, no, it's next is the boy band. So is Color Me Bad, who's saying, I want to sex you up. TikTok, we don't stop. Mm-hmm. To the TikTok, we don't stop. And then that was for Janelle. Candy Rain, I think we can kind of call a sexy song. If we're going to call Faded a sexy Wait, song. Wait, I can't not talk about Color Me Bad and not talk about their atrocious eyebrows. <laughs> Their eyebrows are horrible. They all Please, look like off-duty drag queens. <laughs> They're just like lines. It's like someone drew them and was like, I don't have time to draw eyebrows. Here, these are fine. It was the 90s. What are you going to do? I know, but theirs were exceptionally like... They look like Vivian Lee from the 1930s. Like, it's ridiculous how thin their eyebrows are. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's pretty bad. Um... So explain Candy Rain to me, because this is a song that evaded me. As a kid, I just want to say for the record, as a kid, I was a nerd, and I listened to oldies for far too long, and I, like, clicked into pop music at, like, in, in my sophomore year. Like, I didn't, like, grow into it. So there's this whole chunk of the 90s that's missing. So I, Candy Rain, I'm, I'm not familiar with. I'm going to be honest with you. I, when, uh, so in our break, we were listening to songs, and Damon's boyfriend came in and was like, did you listen to Candy Rain? <laughs> Right. First question, did you listen to Candy Rain? We put Candy Rain on, and the fact that I knew the lyrics, Damon, was was kind of out of the blue. So I It's don't like know. you had been in a coma, and you were like, wait, how do I know all this? I, what happened to me, and I'll give you the, the short version of my experience with pop music. I listened to oldies for, for way too long, and then Janet Jackson happened. Okay. And then I listened to the radio. And then my first CD was Ace of Base. So from Ace of Base on, I listened to pop radio. But that's still fairly, that's earlier than I was. Yeah, so that's probably when I got into it. And I think that like now that I'm, oh, I hate to say this, but I'm a DJ at a dance <laughs> at a dance party. I laughed out loud. Um, and so I'm sort of required to kind of know these throwbacks. You've got to keep your, your finger on the songs. pulse of the past. But I was proud to remember the words to Candy Rain. I don't know what it's about, and I don't know if it's super sexy. It could be one of those things like, uh, you know, I put my hand upon your hip where it's probably sexy, and I don't know because this is so I wasn't for real, sexually right? active until I was, you know, 30 or whatever. <laughs> so this is so for real, right? Right. Now, the song starts with, can you imagine, like, all these can- rain- candy-colored raindrops? Tyler's coming down the like stairs. Like, he's bounding down the stairs like a kid at Christmas. I think uh, you can edit all this out. We don't know if the song is sexy or not. Wait, so... Makes I mean, me feel sexy. 
It's it's kind of it's I mean, a little it's bit. It's very much like faded in right. that it is a more than a slow jam, but mm-hmm. kind of a slow jam. One hit wonder. But what of the candy colored raindrops? This is when I, I sometimes when I hear pop, when I hear pop songs, I'm like, am I having sex right? Because I don't <laughs> recognize anything you're talking about. I think this leads into the fact that we have to talk about I Want It That Way. <laughs> well, we do have to talk about that because I have listened to that song twice now today and I still have no fucking idea what it's about. So I'm sure that many of you have thought about, about this in your lives. This if is you Backstreet born, Boys, karaoke if, favorite, at least of ours. <laughs> written by Max Martin, an enormous hit. And um, I think is still pretty much, you know, common in the cultural lexicon. I think it, if if you were to take a poll of a hundred people out in the street, this would probably be. If you said what name a Backstreet Boys song, this would probably be what most people say. I agree. So I have actually. I think I read an article once about what this song is about, <laughs> and it's compared um, to in in my mind. I equate it with that Meatloaf song. Um, oh. Um, Shit. Hold on. Too drunk to think of things. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Which I interpret as butt stuff. I thought it was oral sex. But why wouldn't he do that? Some guys don't like to go down on girls, right? You know, I don't understand. I mean, I guess I sort of understand, but I'm like, you guys are into it. Like, do You've never done it. I've never done it, but I've never been in a situation where I'm expected to do it. But you just expect other people to do it? I expect, yes, I do. <laughs> GGG, am I right? <laughs> um, yeah, I want it that way. I mean, it's a song that sometimes reads like, I don't want a relationship like this. And then sometimes it's it reads like, I don't want you to ever say this phrase. But I have no fucking idea what they're talking about. I think on our list, I want it that way, is the most similar to umbop in that it's completely confusing there's something about these songs that are undeniably catchy yes Uh you can't they're irresistible these two songs are irresistible and you cannot explain why despite if you're sitting there listening to them you're like i can't place why people and i think it was a decade before i actually like looked at the lyrics of i want it that way to figure out, hey, wait a minute. Now, I've never been a lyrics person anyway. Right, exactly. Um, but I can attest to this. <laughs> but Mbop, you know, you already know that's gibberish. It's a little more straightforward right. in that way. But and I even wanna... the, the verses that aren't gibberish are said in Taylor Hansen's voice, which just sounds uh-huh. like gibberish. It's like he's an alien that just learned English. I also want to say, I don't think that Hansen counts as a boy band because they wrote their own songs and they play their instruments. And You're saying the... they don't count because they're too talented. And they're from the your, Midwest your... and they're like some weird homeschooled kids. <laughs> they're obviously some weird homeschooled kids with some like weird Christian thing going on. But I have no follow-up They all to have that. like seven kids, Damon. Oh, yeah, I know. Because they're like, they're of seven children themselves. Like, the, they're like three. 88. They, they don't have more brothers. No, they do. Are you serious? Yeah, there's like seven of their generation. Weren't they and then each of them had seven of them. Weren't they pissed they were in the van? I do like to imagine that there's four like pissed off Hanson siblings. Like, what the fuck is this? I can play tambourine. Are there any as cute as Taylor? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen them. I'm right, not like hanging on. around Tulsa, Oklahoma with a bunch of binoculars. I don't know about that. <laughs> so I want it that way. 
We tried. We we attempted, and I've attempted this before, and we failed to create a storyline, even one that was fantastical that made any sort of sense in the context of these lyrics and we can't if you can please email damon wait can i put my can i put my theory in go on my theory when i was listening today was that he doesn't want his girlfriend to look at another relationship someone else's relationship and say i want a relationship like theirs i want it that way that's when he's like nah i'm out i never want to hear you say quote I want it that but way. But what about the first verse of the song when he's saying, I I've want ignored it that, that part of the song? <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. I plead the fifth on that one. So we've got these we've got these categories of boy bands. We've got Max Martin super hits that I just <laughs> uh-huh. want to say definitely hold up. I would I would agree with you. Reluctantly, because I don't like to prove you're right, but I will agree with you. <laughs> when we listen to the tracks, I mean I, I just want to say I would just skip to the next track track because I know that that song. What was the thing that? What was my catchphrase? Well, we we definitely know this. <laughs> this song's awesome. Next, <laughs> this song rules. Moving on. <laughs> so we've got songs written by Max Martin that yeah. obviously rule. Moving on. Any court of law would find it that way. We've got, um, I think the second most popular boy band song would probably be the Slow Jam, much to my chagrin. People love Slow Jams. I mean, 98 Degrees uh, catalog was completely built on this. Sure. And Boys to Men as well. I saw Boys to Men live several years ago, and they didn't do Motown Philly. They did Monsters. everything else. Right. And everything else, I realized slowly, is a Slow Jam. Mm-hmm. Then we've got the super sexy one hit wonders, which we've talked about. Your nexts, your fadeds. And what else do we have? What What's else? our well? We've got Hanson. We've already talked about Hanson, and they've got kind of legitimized bands that have boys in it. I would say. Who are these? Hanson. Well, Hanson. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I I have a theory about Hanson, which we, which I talked about with you on the break. But my theory was. They were dubbed as a boy band, which they did not like. They thought of themselves as a mm. legitimate band. And so they took years and years to do their second album, their follow-up album. What was it called, Damon? Oh, what was that one? On the Run? I can't remember. I'm looking it up to see if Damon's right. But that's the one that has If Only on it, which is a good song. No one knows these songs, Damon. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, they... Um, I think they waited too long because I think what you need to do when you're when you're uh, when you're a boy band is like release albums at a regular clip because your window is only so big and I think Hanson waited too long this time around. Oh, I love that song too. That's the title. That title David, song. David, come on! I am a monster. <laughs> I am disgusted with myself, ladies and gentlemen. Be. But I think they waited too long. I think they should have released songs at a regular clip or released albums at a regular clip and then had their, like, you know, adult album or their legitimizing album later. They had plenty of time to release a bunch of pop hits and then be like, oh, no, we're for real now. Here's our real album. Yeah. And drop it instead of, like, waiting five years when everyone forgot who they were. But they couldn't do that. I mean, in the break, I compared them to Natalie Merchant and Alanis Morissette, both Uh of whom had extremely um, disproportional success to who they were, where they were in their careers when they first began, and they couldn't follow it up with their second albums. Right. And they were all, they wrote their own songs, they were actually talented, so it's kind of hard to put Hanson in that boy band 
category for that reason because I, I agree. They didn't I would, dance, Damon. They didn't do choreographed <laughs> dances. I, I mean, there's a part of me that wants to agree with you that they're not a boy band, but I think that they were. And I think this may be where I get my idea that the audience determines the boy band is because they were shoved into that mold whether they liked it or not. And I think they tried to fight against it, and that's where they went wrong. They should have just gone with the flow. Yeah. They should have just Justin Bieber it and released 6,000 records and then be like, no, but this record is my real record and you're going to like it because Sorry's on it. I mean, Justin Bieber is basically a boy band on his own. Right. He is five men But they're just like, we're going to forget about the other cute boys because he's the cutest boy. Let's just be real here. But we haven't talked about is UK boy bands. I know what you're getting at. Take that. Oh, yeah. Take that, which is, I mean, their big hit was a good song. What was that song? Oh, Back, Back for, for Good. Back for Good. It's so good. We and it's in the Brit- it, yeah. forgotten. It's really good. It's, it's in the British uh, version of the Office finale. It makes me cry because that's when Tim and Dawn get together. Um, and then we also listen to Five, which yes. has When the Lights Go Out. That's a great song, baby. When the lights—it's a very go good out. song with some questionable consent lyrics. That reminds me, all of these, all of these boy bands—they had like one boy who was cuter than the rest, just in case, but also like a boy that appealed to all kinds of girls. So if you were like, if mm-hmm. you were like me, and you knew that the hottest one was never gonna like you, Ashley you Parker could, Angel is not in your wheelhouse. You could like the second hottest one, or you could like the bad boy, or the one who's gonna come out of the closet in fifteen years. Right? Exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, that was. I mean, that was interesting in watching a lot of these today. A lot of their videos today was how much. I mean, I know it's sort of cliche that they fit them all, but it was watching them all in a big like a YouTube like channel was uh, illuminating in that. No, they really do fit a mold. Like um, one of the things that stuck out to me was that NSYNC and Backstreet Boys are real standouts in that a lot of these lesser bands, they all sound the same. They do sound the same. I almost thought like, is Nick Lachey singing lead for all of these bands? Yeah. I mean, if you look at UK boy bands, Really, the greatest boy bands of all time as far as like engineering the perfect boy band, in my mind, are the Beatles and One Direction. <laughs> With the okay. Beatles, you've got John and Paul. You've yeah. got your two hot guys who are also supremely talented. I mean, is no one else a George person? Am I the only one? Come on. George is the quiet one. So but he's cute, quiet, too. Exactly what I'm saying. You're, you're proving my point, which is that for every kind of girl... Right, oh boy, you can find mm. the beetle that you like. Right, if you like the nerdy ones, you can like Ringo, or maybe if you're me, like you're a drummer, you can like Ringo. Sure, I guess. Um, and the same is true for One Direction. I think they were engineered by Simon Cowell to be the ultimate boy band, even I mean, more so than Backstreet Boys. Sure, it is interesting to me though that Zayn has gone solo. Before Harry Styles. I think Zayn realized like he has to go solo before Harry Styles. Because if Harry Styles goes solo first, no one's going to give a shit about a Zayn is, album. That's a very good point. There's an amazing article in Jezebel where these two contributors, these regular contributors to Jezebel, sort of come out of the closet as secret, like, super fans of One Direction. <laughs> like, they uh-huh. know every single song. They know who sings what verse. Sort of like I was in high school for NSYNC. I knew who's singing what, who wrote the songs, everything. Mm-hmm. And 
they kind of theorize they're like they can tell by watching the music videos that Zayn's not into it anymore. Harry's probably <laughs> going to go solo first, but what if right. Zayn did? You know, there's kind of that discussion pre Zayn sort of like leaving the band under the guise of I'm sick or whatever. I can't right. do it physically. And then like suddenly releasing a single. Oh, I made a solo album while I was sick. Where you can't understand any of the words and yet it's like a number one single. I mean, I haven't listened to that album, but I have, I know that one song. I think I like it more than you do. I'm ashamed to say that pillow talk song. I hate that song. I know you do. There's no chorus. It's just like, it's just like three They're bridges. They're fucking and fighting. Bridges, bridges, bridges. <laughs> People don't bridges understand. On bridges. Verse, bridge, chorus. That's how it has to work. Um, but I think it was a smart move because I think, I mean, JC and Justin pretty much went solo at the same time. Mm, no. I mean, is that not true? Justin went solo within the NSYNC world. When Gone came out, it was clear that Justin was going solo. Oh, right. Solo. No, that's true. But I mean, officially, they went solo at the same time. Well, Ju- Justified came out. I don't know when. I mean, and whenever JC like, went solo. It doesn't no matter. Can. It doesn't matter because that's what I mean. Is that Zayn was smart in that? Justin eclipsed JC. Yeah. yeah. No one care. Like and I think Zayn was smart enough to go solo when he did. I agree. I agree with that. And I mean, it still seems like Harry's not doing anything. And the rest, I mean, I assume will be euthanized before you know. <laughs> once that's over, um, one of them, the sort of cute one who I saw, who I always liked the best, in the one, one with the baby. No, the one who seems the most gay. I'm going to need you to clarify. Uh, Niall? No. Lewis? Yes, I love Lewis. Which one's Lewis, though? Because I only have a bunch of names and a bunch of faces, and I don't know how to pair them Lewis off. Lewis is not the blonde one who's like the bad boy who plays. There's two sort of... There are, is there a bad boy in One Direction? Yes, okay. So there's the two... This, they're very much like in sync. You got- TJ's editing all of this out. <laughs> You've got Zane and Harry, who are the obvious hottest slash lead singers. Right. You've Zane got, number one and Harry you've just got in second. Blondie, who plays guitar and who's like, I'm actually talented. Who's Blondie? The guy who plays guitar sometimes when they're playing live. Uh, I don't know their names, Damon. You've got the bad boy. Pull up a picture of One Direction. Let's see it. I want to see it. Okay, prove it. Fucking prove it. All right, I can tell you all about them. Can you just show me a picture and say this is the one that okay. plays guitar? See, it only says four. Okay, Harry and Zane are clearly the hottest. Yes, we will agree on that. Then Zane, you've got much more so. Liam Payne is the bad boy. Liam, he's got the shaved head. He has all like. Is he the one who kind of looks older than everyone else? Yes. Okay. Then you've got. He only like became hot like eighteen months ago. I feel like. Yeah. But it happened early on, and when you first when you watch the very first video of them on the beach or whatever, you right. only notice Harry and the rest of them were just like general, just faces, British cute guy. Uh huh. Then you've got Niall or Nall, Niall, Niall. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, a that's DJ. just a name. That's Help. how a name is. That's how the name is pronounced. He's, you can't pin this on me being a One Directioner. He's kind of the blonde, naive guy, but he also plays guitar. So, like, when I think you were over once at the house and I forced you to watch, like, a live DVD. <laughs> I think I do vaguely remember He this. was the one sort of, like, playing guitar as they're okay. walking around with, like, a wireless acoustic guitar. Sure. Like, I'm actually talented. Hello, I play guitar. And then Lewis is the, like, most forgettable one, but he's really cute. I think he's the one with the baby. And yeah, he has inseminated. Everyone's also always talking about who he's dating for some reason because I think he's so obviously gay. I hate to out anybody on this 
very oh, popular no, podcast. I hate to do that. But I think he actually has a child. Mm. Like Billy Zane in Titanic. I have a child. So, I mean, so what do you, I mean, revisiting all this, what do you come away with? I mean, I it's hard o- to say if your inner child was an idiot on the entire genre of boy bands, but what do you come away with? Is there any surprises? Like any like, oh, well, that was actually horrible or that was actually good. Yeah, I think I come away with a couple things. Number one, I'm unsurprised to find out because I'm a Max Martin Super fan. fan. Yes. Super. I mean, if you're a Max Martin fan, you are automatically promoted to Max Martin <laughs> super fan. Um, that those songs are the one that hold up the best. Uh-huh. The ones written by him. When we were like, this song rules, we looked it up. Mm-hmm. Written by Max Martin. But I'm also really excited to find out the sort of sexier songs that kind of maybe fell through the cracks. A little bit one-hit wonders, like Soul For Real. Um Soul Decision, all the soul ones. Yes. That those songs are really good. Uh-huh. And those songs really do hold up, and I I feel like I'm going to go back and listen to those and 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 dig into those more. As a on. DJ, are there any songs you are now going to mix into your, your playlist? 100%. I think Candy Rain is the biggest. <laughs> Not just for Tyler, because he doesn't come to the dance party anymore. <laughs> I know, I get it. But... Candy Rain. I mean, maybe you should That's tell him one. on the way out that you will be playing Candy Rain I, for him. I text him every third Friday of the month. <laughs> if you come, I will play Peaches. <laughs> so, and he coolly ignores you. <laughs> he does. That's okay. That's I think one it. of the things. I mean, I'm familiar, of course, with Hanson, but one of the things that I'm amazed by is that. I mean, NSYNC and Backstreet Boys were the biggest of the '90s that I remember, with NKOTB like right in there too, but. I was kind of amazed that those actually, they were the most popular for a reason. They stuck out the most. When I remember their songs, it's because their songs are memorable. 98 Degrees, who I would consider like the distant fourth. They can go to I hell. I mean, they can, one, they can go to hell. <laughs> and two, like they're almost like the secretaries of state of boy bands. Like if NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and New Kids on the Block, all are murdered, you get to be kings of boy bands. But you have to go through a lot before you get there. And they're just so boring. And like they're sort of the platonic form of a boy band in that they are so generic and forgettable. And anyone else like Westlife or... uh, Well, Westlife sticks out to me. LFO, I mean, they're just... They're actually amazingly shitty. We didn't even talk about them. They're horrible. That song sucks. Well, I mean, I just want to say, like, Backstreet or uh, 98 Degrees is horrible because mm-hmm. they're so generic and slow jammy and rib turtlenecks. They're just horrible. There is a spot for slow jams, but I think in the Backstreet Boys in sync uh, sort of equation, they they use it correctly in that we're going to have one or two songs an album is going to be a slow jam. I will say one thing about LFO. Is that they're almost like the mystery science theater for bands for me. Like, they're so bad that I want to listen to the song because it's so amazingly bad. Like, the the song, I mean, their big hit was California Girls. And it's like a stream of consciousness, like, fever dream. Like, he's just saying things that rhyme. They don't make any sense. Like, if he doesn't have a rhyme for a line, he just references something from pop Summer culture. Summer Girls. I just want to say the song is called Summer Girls. Oh, Summer Girls. But it's on the playlist, so it's fine they're monsters but yeah i think the british to wrap everything up the british have really zoned in on what makes a boy band successful successful when you talk about the beatles which is arguably the first 
or one of the oldest. Sure. And then you've got One Direction, which is arguably the newest or most current boy band. Well, I think it's also interesting that, I, I mean, when One Direction first hit and really became big, I expected to sort of see what we've been listening to happen again, like to see a whole cycle of boy bands happen. And I've been very surprised, aside from a few like outliers like Hot Shell Ray and what was the other one? Five Seconds of Summer? Right, something like that. Like, aside from that, there hasn't been a big glut of boy bands coming in. And I'm surprised. Like, it was like One Direction, and everyone's like, yeah, we're not going to do that again. They can have their thing, but we're not doing it. I'm surprised that it hasn't become a bigger trend. I agree, and I think that um, there's some girl bands. Like, I really wanted to talk about the Spice Girls in this podcast. (laughs) That's another podcast. I just want to say real quickly that the Spice Girls were very successful and there was a girl (laughs) band aspect to this. Sure. Um, I mean, they had their, their rebel and their pretty one and good girl, baby spice. Yeah. Yeah. They, they took, I mean, the UK is just so good. They're such a small country and yet they're so good at producing. (laughs) Amazing music and sort of like, you know, synthesizing what is popular internationally uh-huh. and then producing what it takes. You don't have to buck up the UK's confidence. You don't have to, like, promote them. They were an empire. They don't have the teeth. They don't have the teeth. They don't have the attractiveness. Uh, but, man, for a small, teeny tiny continent, they can do a lot of stuff. Well, country, not continent. Fine. <laughs> I'm drunk, Damon. Who sings, I don't want to go to work, work, work? Oh, work, I don't know, but work. she's my greatest enemy. It's a girl band, Damon. Is it a girl band? Yeah. I thought I assumed it was one woman. And it's formed by like P. Diddy or someone who has left hip hop music to make money. To make girl bands. Yeah. So that was our show. If we have forgotten anyone, feel free to reach out to us. We are on Facebook, we are on Twitter, we are on Instagram, probably on periscope that's a lie um but let us know if we've forgotten anyone uh you can also reach out to us at your inner child is an idiot at gmail.com uh thank you laura for sitting in for dj these past two episodes i have microphones yay thank you for bringing your microphones as well uh and we will be back next time uh thanks a lot Bye -bye. bye bye